This is the Battle Gorilla Lego Podcast, Episode 23, Lego 2024 Preview, New Themes and Sets Unveiled. The secret title of today's episode is Building a Better 2024. New Year, New Lego Sets, New Lego Themes and Sub-Themes, New Podcast Episodes. Speaking of new podcast episodes, welcome to this one. The Disclaimer. Lego is a trademark of the Lego Group of Companies, which does not sponsor, authorize, or endorse this podcast. Are you ready to listen to the world's number one Lego podcast recorded in my apartment? Podcasting is awesome, especially when it's about the Lego fan scene. Podcasting is awesome. Hey, check out this audio stream. Welcome to both the Battle Gorilla Lego Podcast and the year 2024. My name is Mike Sneathan. I'm your host. Your host for the podcast, not the year. I think that being the host of 2024 would be a weird gig, and I'm just not up for that right now. Maybe in 2025? Anyway, let's get right into it. With a new year comes a new year's worth of Lego products. And I know that it's probably a little weird for me to be presenting this as the near future of Lego when most of what I'm going to talk about hit shelves on January 1st and this podcast is going out on January 2nd. Still, I'm hoping that some of what I'm about to say will still be valuable to some of you out there listening. And if not altogether informative, maybe at least a little entertaining. The first thing I want to talk about about Lego in 2024 is what they are doing with space. Space, as I'm sure everybody knows, was one of the first minifigure scale themes that Lego had. Now, that era is referred to as classic space. There's a large contingent of Lego fans that want a return to classic space, but most people agree that if that were to happen, it probably wouldn't happen while Lego still has the license to do Star Wars sets. I disagree with that, but that's not the topic I'm covering today. We have not had a space-based theme for quite a few years now. We have, however, from time to time, had a space-based sub-theme. Uh, We've gotten city sets from the Spaceport sub-theme in 2011, 2015, 2019, and 2022. Friends has never given us an actual space sub-theme, but they did give us the Olivia's Space Academy set, which was apparently designed in conjunction with people from NASA. So, little smatterings of space here and there. 2024, however, we are getting a new space sub-theme. But unlike previous years, when the space sub-theme was a sub-theme of city, this time, the space sub-theme is a sub-theme of city, 
Classic, Creator 3-in-1, Dreams, Duplo, Friends, and Technic. It is what I have started to refer to as a wandering sub-theme. It doesn't just sit in one place. It wanders around from theme to theme. In 2024, the space sub-theme sets all have space branding along the right-hand side of the box so that you can tell which sets are part of the space sub-theme. The city sets we're getting, or at least the city sets that we're getting on January 1st, include the space construction mech, which is 140 pieces, has one minifigure, and sells for $10.99. That's, all these prices are in U.S. dollars, because I'm in the U.S. I don't know a lot about your foreign Martian money. Spaceship and Asteroid Discovery, 126 pieces, two minifigures, $19.99. Interstellar Spaceship, 240 pieces, one minifigure, $19.99. Space Explorer Rover and Alien Life, 311 pieces, two minifigs, $34.99. Command Rover and Crane Loader, 758 pieces, four minifigures, $84.99. Modular Space Station, 1,097 pieces, six minifigures, $109.99. Space Base and Rocket Launcher, 1,422 pieces, 6 minifigures, $134.99. Those are the sets from the City Space sub-theme. Classic is giving us a 450-piece set, $34.99, called Creative Space Planets. And as always, the Classic sets typically are just a big box of bricks. The Creator 3-in-1 is giving us a set. Space Astronaut, 647 pieces, $54.99. And it has recently been revealed that the Space Astronaut, which to me initially seemed way out of scale with minifigure-type stuff, actually has a cockpit hidden in the helmet that a minifigure fits in, so it is secretly a mech. That amused me. The January Wave of Dreams sets is getting one of them in the space sub-theme. Mr. Oz's Space Car. 350 pieces. Minifigures of Mr. Oz, Albert, and Jaden. The Oz and Albert figures are largely pearl gold, so, you know, shiny. Uh, that set is $29.99. Then we move to Duplo. Duplo is giving us... And again, Duplo, that's going to be out of scale with, with most of the rest of the space sub-themed sets. But they are giving us a three-in-one space shuttle adventure. 58 pieces, two Duplo figures, $59.99. Until putting my notes together for this episode, I did not even know that Duplo was doing three-in-one sets. But looking at LEGO's website, there is apparently 
several Duplo 3-in-1 sets that have already been out for a while. Uh, there's a family home. There's a tree house. Uh, there is a Disney magical castle. All sorts of stuff is going on when I'm not paying attention to it. I don't know if I like that. It seems like Lego was cheating. Doing things when my back is turned. Anyway. Friends. Friends is giving us two sets. One, which seems like a completely normal space-themed set. The Mars Space Base and Rocket. 981 parts. Three mini dolls. $79.99. The other Friends set that carries the space sub-theme branding, I had to think about for a moment. It is the Stargazing Camping Vehicle. 364 pieces, two mini dolls, $29.99. And it is a couple of mini dolls outside, laying on their backs, looking up at the stars. And I think that's absolutely perfect. Because... I'm pretty sure that in your younger years, laying outside and looking up at the stars is a prerequisite for any serious space traveler. I think that's just brilliant. The final four space sub-theme sets we have been made aware of, all four of which are listed as dropping on March 1st instead of January 1st, uh, all four of which are Technic. So, once again, not in scale with uh, minifig or minidoll scale sets. We have been told that these sets were designed in cooperation with NASA. Some LEGO designers and some NASA engineers got together and put together some sets that are not based on an actual, real-life vehicle, like the majority of Technic is. Technic usually does cars or trucks or motorcycles or, or whatever that are based on things that exist here in real life. But three of these four space sets are completely fictional vehicles that are backed by science. So they're things that don't exist in the world, but could. Another very interesting-seeming step taken by Lego here. There is a Planet Earth and Moon in Orbit set, which is basically a, a geared, spinning orrery with the Sun and Earth. It is 526 pieces. It will sell for $74.99. Looking at the pictures of this Technic set, there's not a lot to give it scale so that I can compare it to minifigure scale. Uh, the sun looks about the right size for what I'm thinking. The earth is way smaller than I would like because when I first heard this was coming, my big hope was that the earth was going to be the same size as the planet's from the, the old Star Wars miniature planet and spaceship sets. I thought it would be fantastic if, if Earth was that same size so that we could build a space layout with the planet Earth and the planet Tatooine and so on and so forth. Alas, that is not the case, or does not appear to be the case. 
The other three Technic sets, the Surface Space Loader LT-78, 435 pieces, $34.99. The Mars Cruise Exploration Rover, 1,599 pieces, $149.99. And the VTOL Heavy Cargo Spaceship LT-81, 1,365 pieces, $109.99. As part of their space sub-theme sets, Technic has introduced a new piece, which is basically an airlock. You can use this piece to connect the Technic sets that use the airlock together. Since the Technic sets are going to be out of scale with LEGO's traditional minifigure lines, I think that an airlock is a great idea, but I'd like it to be a minifigure airlock. I think we need some, not all, but some of the space sets in the future to have airlocks so that we can attach things and move minifigures from one environment to the other without having them die in the vacuum of space. I hate always having my minifigures die in the vacuum of space. So that is the wandering space sub-theme. I will be talking more about the concept of the wandering sub-theme later on in this episode. The other space theme or sub-theme related piece of news has to deal with a collectible minifigures series coming out this summer that is space-themed. So that's kind of exciting. Of course, the first CMF series of 2024, CMF Series 25, features the long-awaited Return of the Goat. One of the minifigures is a goat herder, and his accessory is a goat from Lego's new goat mold. As far as my eye can see, it looks fairly identical to their original goat with a couple of color differences. The medium nougat colored spots on the original goat have been replaced on this goat by no spots at all. Or, if you're feeling silly, by spots the exact same color as the rest of the goat. I don't know. Uh, and the horns are a, a different color. But aside from that, to me, it looks like the same goat. So, I will be very glad to be able to buy a goat for less than $80. Because I, I just wasn't going to buy an $80 goat. That wasn't going to happen. Since I already mentioned the Mr. Oz's space car set, I should probably talk about the other four Dream sets. Uh, we have Mateo's off-road car. 94 pieces. Comes with Mateo and Z-Blob, $9.99. Izzy's Narwhal Hot Air Balloon comes with 156 pieces. And the minifigures Bunchu, Izzy, and a Grimspawn for $15.99. Zoe and Zion the Cat Owl, 437 pieces. Comes with Sneak, Snivel, the Night Hunter, Zoe, and Cooper. For $49.99. And finally, the Sandman's Tower, 723 pieces, comes with the Sandman, Izzy, Mateo, Logan, the Never Witch, and Sneak for $89.99. 
The other piece of news I have regarding the Lego Dreams theme is that as presents were being unwrapped at my sister's house on Christmas Eve, two of the sets that were unwrapped were the Z-Blob mech from the original Wave, and I will not tell you the official name of that set, because my brother took one look at it and renamed it. Like, renamed it for all time. That set is now, has always been, and will always be Pickle in a Mech Suit. I, I don't make the rules. I'm just occasionally called upon to enforce them. So, Pickle in a Mech Suit. Another one of the big pieces of news for 2024 in LEGO is the debut of the Animal Crossing theme. I am not a big video game guy, and so my knowledge of Animal Crossing is very, very small. One might say microscale. I do know it's a very popular game, and that there are Animal Crossing players that are very excited to see these sets coming. On the 1st of March, five sets and a polybag are going to drop. Julian's Birthday Party, 170 pieces, $14.99. Bunny's Outdoor Activities, 164 pieces, $19.99. Captain's Island Boat Tour, 233 pieces, $29.99. Isabel's House Visit, 389 pieces, $39.99. Nook's Cranny and Rosie's House, 535 pieces, $74.99. And the 29-piece Maple's Pumpkin Garden Polybag, price unknown. We are once again getting LEGO's traditional Lunar New Year sets. Four of them this time around. The Festival Calendar, 345 pieces, too many figures, $29.99. This is not the brick-built style calendar with all of the 2 by 2 bricks with numbers printed on the side that we got like 12 or 13 years ago. Uh, this is one of the calendars with rotating cylinders for the, the month, day, and date. We are getting a Spring Festival Mickey Mouse Brickhead. 120 pieces, $9.99. As we were approaching January, I was very excited, thinking that there would be a much longer list of Brickheads that were coming. But the Spring Festival Mickey Mouse is the only one we have information on. We have been told that there will be more Brickheads this year. We just don't know what they're going to be. The reason I mention this is because when Brickheads first started happening... My attitude towards them was an astounding, meh. Uh, and then something happened, and I ended up building one. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, now I understand. And started started buying up brickheads. I've got a definite interest in, in that particular product line now. But anyway, uh, the other two Lunar New Year sets... There is the Family Reunion Celebration, 1,823 pieces, 13 minifigures, $129.99. I would like that set. 
not necessarily for the set itself, although it's a set I would definitely build if I had before parting out for inclusion in upcoming mocks, but it's got some nice pieces in it. And some of those 13 minifigures are really nice and have some potential for building other characters. So if anyone wants to spend $129.99 and buy me the family reunion celebration, feel free. The final set in this year's Lunar New Year wave is the Auspicious Dragon. 1,171 pieces, $89.99. I am digging around in my couch cushions looking for loose change at this point because while I realize it's not likely I'm going to come up with $90 in loose change, I really do want this set. This is another one where, yeah, I'd build it first, but I want it because there are parts in it I want. I have a feeling that what I actually need is several auspicious dragons for the parts that I need. I am very much hoping that the part in question shows up on Lego's Pick-A-Brick site so that I can just order those parts. But the scales of this dragon are represented by the Nexo Knight shield piece in, I believe, tan that has had a scale pattern printed onto it. I have known that I was eventually going to be building a dragon, but I hadn't given it a lot of thought yet because I had not found a part that screamed out at me, this is the seed part for your dragon, until I saw the Auspicious Dragon set. And now those parts are the parts I need. Our first LEGO Ideas set of the year is the Polaroid One Step SX70 camera, 516 pieces, $79.99. It is another one dropping on January 1st. I do not believe I am going to list every set coming out in the January release. I do want to hit a few key ones. Marvel is coming out with two more of their character mech armor suits. The War Machine mech, 154 pieces, comes with a War Machine minifigure, $14.99. The other one is Venom Mech versus Miles Morales. Now, that's Venom Mech versus the completely mechless Miles Morales. So it's not like uh, a fair one-on-one fight. 134 pieces includes the Venom and Miles minifigures, $14.99. That's not really the big news in Marvel this year, though. The big news is that after umpteen years, we finally get the return of X-Men Lego. January 1st sees, or, well, technically saw, the release of the X-Men Jet. 359 pieces. Comes with Cyclops, Rogue, Magneto, and the seemingly ubiquitous Wolverine. Eighty-four ninety-nine. I have two complaints about this set. Probably the two complaints that most people have or are going to have. The first is, we got Wolverine in the MCU CMF Series 2 just a couple of months ago. 
and he appeared in a mech armor set in 2023. So the question is, why are we getting a third Wolverine figure instead of one of the many, many, many other members of the X-Men that haven't gotten minifigures yet? The second complaint? 359 pieces and four minifigures for the mind-boggling price of $84.99. Now, I understand that licensed sets come with what is frequently called the IP tax. I've seen some numbers broken down that estimate an average 20% increase in price for a set being from a licensed intellectual property. But 85 bucks for 359 pieces seems a little much. A set is traditionally considered a good price when the price per part is between 10 and 12 cents. This new X-Men set is 24 cents per piece. I'm not just holding out for a sale. I suspect I'm waiting for the price drop that accompanies a set going on clearance. Another somewhat controversial set, Spider-Man vs. Sandman Final Battle. 347 pieces. Comes with minifigures of the MCU Spider-Man, Lizard, and Electro, and the top half of a brick-built Sandman. $37.99. In the description, it notes that it combines with the Spider-Man Final Battle set from 2023. Most people say it is simply the necessary addition to the incomplete Spider-Man Final Battle set. So it's basically one model that you have to buy two sets to get all of. We are also getting another entry in LEGO's Helmets line, this one being Spider-Man's Mask. 487 pieces, $69.99. Most of the masks that we've seen, Marvel, Star Wars, DC, I have looked at and I have said, okay, yeah, I get why somebody would want that. This is the first mask that Lego has made that I have said, oh, I want that. I didn't really see a need to own Star Wars helmets or or any of the Batman cowls. I certainly didn't see a need to own either the Venom or Carnage helmets. But the Spider-Man mask? The classic, iconic noggin of Spider-Man? Yeah, I'd like to have that. The notable Star Wars set that caught my eye was the Clone Trooper and Battle Droid Battle Pack. 215 pieces comes with one Clone Shock Trooper, three regular Clone Troopers, two Battle Droids, and three Super Battle Droids for $29.99. Looking at pictures of the Super Battle Droids, you can see that there has been a complete redesign of the notoriously fragile figures that have kept them out of Lego sets since 2015. So, welcome back, Super Battle Droids. On February 1st, we get the Dune Atreides Royal Ornithopter set. 1,369 pieces, $164.99. 
I have no personal investment in the Dune set. I haven't seen the recent movie. I haven't seen the original movie from the 1980s that David Lynch directed. I have not even read the book yet. Reading the book and watching the movies got put on the list of things I need to do, but they have not yet made the list of things I've actually done. The reason that the Dune set is significant to me is because we've known about this set for several months now. It comes out on February 1st. The movie that it is a set for comes out on March 1st. It is the timing of all of this that I find relevant. Because at the end of March, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire hits theaters. And if it's coming out at the end of March, if there were Ghostbusters Frozen Empire sets on the way, I am fairly certain that we would know about that by now. And we don't know about that by now. Which says to me, we are not getting Ghostbusters Frozen Empire Lego sets. I am both disappointed and relieved about this. Disappointed because, come on, who doesn't want more Ghostbusters sets? Relieved because I wouldn't be able to afford to buy them anyway. Moving on. Later this year, we will be getting the Barad-dur Tower of Sauron set. I believe it is also going to be part of the Lego Icons line, and not specifically branded as part of a Lord of the Rings theme. So look for that to be the only set we get this year for that franchise. We've also been told it is most likely to come out in the second half of the year. And sometime this summer, we are getting a set that I think of as being in the same category as last year's Batcave Shadowbox set. This set, when built, is intended to sit on a shelf or hang on the wall. It is a Gotham cityscape, and it is based on Gotham from Batman the Animated Series. There are rumors that we will be getting smaller sets based on Batman the Animated Series. These rumors might have some truth to them. These rumors might just be wishful thinking by a bunch of people who think, well, if they're giving us a very expensive wall-mounted Batman the Animated Series set, why wouldn't they give us a wave or, or sub-theme of Batman the Animated Series sets? I could see it going either way. Another thing that we've been told is coming this summer is a Jungle Explorer sub-theme. Sub-theme of City and sub-theme of Friends. So my question is, is this going to be another wandering sub-theme? Is it going to be City and Friends and this theme, that theme, and the other theme? One thing we've been told is that the jungle exploration is going to bring us new animals. Me, personally, I am, as always, hoping that this list of animals will include the bison and the walrus. Yes, I'm aware that being a jungle exploration theme, it would be the rare jungle bison and the even more rare jungle walrus. But I figure once Lego has those molds, they can, in a later set, give us the plains bison and the arctic walrus. That makes sense, right? 
talking about the wandering space sub-theme, I have heard a lot of people say, maybe this is LEGO testing the market for a new space theme. But that is not where my brain automatically went. The question I asked is, is LEGO simply testing the viability of the wandering sub-theme? Because there are a lot of things LEGO could do with releasing wandering sub-themes in the future. Putting together a new space sub-theme, and even making room for a new space sub-theme in their product lines, seems like it would be a lot of work. Adding a space sub-themed set here and there to a bunch of different themes seems like it would be an easier process. Maybe not logistically for whoever is in charge of the wandering sub-theme, but overall, it seems like it would be easier to get a couple of sets here and a couple of sets there and not have to make room for a full-blown theme. Also, not having to base the sales success on a complete theme, but rather a couple of sets here and there, seems like the possibility for longevity for a wandering sub-theme has more merit than simply bringing back space. I was thinking about what could all be done with wandering sub-themes. The first concept that I pondered was a wandering castle sub-theme. Curious about how to do castle in City and Friends? Two words, Renfair. Is a Renaissance fair castle facade really going to look incredibly different from a castle when you're building one or the other out of Lego? People attending Ren fairs strive to dress like people from the castle era. So there's your castle minifigures and mini dolls right there. You could easily do a castle themed dreams set. Duplo is another theme where you could just pop a set or two into. Classic. If you're willing to sell a box of bricks marketed as creative space planets, you can certainly market a box of bricks called creative castles. You can even let Technic in on the fun. You could sell a set that allows its builder to construct a wagon. Wagons have lots of moving parts. That sounds to me like it would work. Better yet, what would be more castle than a Technic drawbridge? And then from there you just go crazy. I would love to see a wandering western sub-theme. Especially if they could convince DC to let them do a Jonah Hex-centered DC Universe Wild West set. Mainly, I just want a Jonah Hex minifigure. I would also love to see a, a wandering space western sub-theme, but this isn't the episode where I'm talking about space western yet. Give, give it a month or so. That's my podcast segment on 2024 LEGO products. When I was taking my usual notes for this episode, after I looked at everything I could find about official LEGO products being released this year, it didn't feel like I was finished yet. So... I reached out to a couple of my favorite third-party accessory people and asked if they had anything coming up this year that I could plug. Sadly, I didn't think about doing this until the very last possible moment, so 
all of my inquiries started out with, first, let me apologize for the, the stupid lateness of this question, but as a result of which, I only got one response back. That was from Guy Himber over at Crazy Bricks. He let me know that their next Kickstarter, which will be dropping in late January, exact date to be determined yet, is called Consumerism and will include and unlock a number of product packaging characters, including cereal boxes, aluminum cans, friendship hearts, pizza slices, peanut costumes, special edition bottles, and more for your minifigure to wear. They also have between two and three additional projects that they're prepping for later in the year, one of which is focused on accessories you would need to attend a wizarding school, the other of which is based on streetwear fashion and needs. Knowing absolutely nothing about what specific parts each of these projects will include, I'm very excited for both of them because there's a lot of potential there. Also, I recently discovered that January 1st was Guy Hamper's birthday, so happy birthday, Guy. Hopefully, next year when I do this, I will be better prepared and will ask some of the third-party vendors what they've got coming up earlier than just a couple of days before I plan to record. The last 2024 thing I feel I should mention is Bricks Cascade 2024, Portland, Oregon's annual Lego convention. The theme of this year's Bricks Cascade is Rose City. The four-day convention for adult fans of Lego will be held March 21st through 24th. The public exhibition will be held March 23rd and 24th. That is where, even if you're not attending the convention itself, you can buy tickets and walk through the exhibition hall and look at all of the fancy mocks that we've all built for it. Bricks Cascade is always just an absolute blast. I highly recommend it. A full attendee membership for the convention is $80 through February 21st, $100 after that. The price for a display-only attendee, which basically gives you the entire convention except for the eligibility to play games and the eligibility to win door prizes, is only $40. My plans this year, as they are at the moment, is to purchase a $40 display membership, send mocks up with my friend Kyle to set up for me, while I stay home. Yes, I am going to miss talking to some of my fellow AFOLs. Yes, I am going to miss watching some of the presentations. I am not going to miss spending $500 for a hotel room. I am not going to miss having to sleep in a hotel room instead of my own apartment. It just, it seems like the way to go for me this year. Anyway, for more information about Bricks Cascade, go to BricksCascade.com. Now, I have a favor to ask of anybody listening to this. If you listened to this episode of the podcast, I would like you to take a moment, drop me an email at battlegorilla at gmail.com and just let me know that you listened to this episode. I'm trying to gather some statistics of my own 
to compare to the analytics that I'm getting from the podcast distributors so that I can get a better sense of what's actually going on, how many people I actually have listening to the podcast. So if you could do this for me, I would be very grateful. Thank you. Now, as for next week's episode, this is the second time in the short history of the podcast that I can't tell you what next episode's going to be about because I haven't exactly figured it out myself. I haven't narrowed down to three topics. I know it's going to be one of those. And I also have the expectation that whatever the topic is, it's going to be wildly entertaining and you're going to hate yourself if you miss it. As always, the podcast's social media outlets and wish lists are available at battlegorilla.com slash links. If you enjoy this podcast, be sure and tell your friends. If you hate this podcast, go ahead and tell your enemies. Make them listen to it. That's it for me. Go buy some new Lego sets. The podcast's intro and outro themes, Podcasting is Awesome, inspired by Tegan and Sarah's Everything is Awesome, and Ode to Gibberish, were created by Michael Reinch. I think I just closed Pandora's box and I want to know if you can punch a sucker. How else would you know that I've done everything except any of it? You can have your bald eagle afraid of fire and you can eat it too and there could be so much joy and I want my libido well. How else? I mean, wish me luck on the prayers for junk food and 